to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And guys, can you believe there is, what, a few games left in the regular season? Dude, it went by so fast that it's not fair. It is not fair at all that the NBA the NBA season is ending and we it just felt like we were just getting started. But we'll get into that and more. But first, as always, I'm Jerry Castillo and I'm joined by... It's been a weird season i'll say that for sure um get vaccinated folks i just got my second dose of pfizer yes i know yes i know it's the lamborghini of vaccines but you know what it doesn't really matter as long as you're vaccinated you're vaccinated um other than uh brief soreness in the arm surprisingly the second dose hasn't affected as me as affected me as much but i'm daniel Wen and joining uh joining me as well hey speaking of lamborghinis i'm not sure rocking the lamborghini of the wnba Aja Wilson's Aces 22 jersey on. Be sure to check out the Mm -hmm. WNBA season tip-off this weekend. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. In addition to that, bro, it's been a year. It's been a year of Shooting Bricks podcast, bro. We're like, we're 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 getting, we're racking up, we're entering our prime. You already know who it is. It's your boy, really real Jarrell Sells. And of course, wait a minute, something's a little different (laughs) now. Uh, we're missing a member. Uh uh, I wish nothing but the best for Skyler. Unfortunately, he's no longer a part of this podcast, but we're going to keep shooting bricks, and I hope you guys are going to keep shooting bricks with us as well, week in and week out. We appreciate the love. Let's get it. Let's get it indeed. And really quickly, good note for Daniel. Good job on mentioning vaccinations because I just got my first dose of Moderna. I don't know if that's the Lamborghini or the Ferrari. I don't know what that is, but get vaccinated, save lives, and do your part in helping the community. So just you know, get vaccinated. But speaking of which, we're talking about vaccinations and we're talking about how everyone needs to get vaccinated. Well, everyone needs to get vaccinated so that people can actually start watching the Lakers and give them some pep in their step because apparently they need it. They really, really need it. Um, the, the, yep. the Lakers just barely beat out the, the Knicks in overtime, just barely. And the Warriors just barely beat... I think it was the Suns with four people triple teaming Stephen Curry as per usual. As per shout four people, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Canadian Wiggins. Kid. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. He's been playing fantastic. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I don't know where the Warriors would be if Andrew Wiggins didn't save the day. But we're talking about the Warriors and the Lakers, the seven and eight seeds. So I'm just curious. Do you think the league might enjoy a Lakers versus Warriors playing game? And some fa- some statistics and such, some statistics and such before we get into it. So the Lakers are currently thirty nine and thirty, and are four and six in their last games. They're currently a game behind the Trailblazers, who are fifth, and the Mavericks, who are sixth. Both re- both teams have a record of forty and twenty nine. Now, again, I posit the question to you: Do you think the league? and fans in general will enjoy a Lakers Warriors playing tournament. Stephen Curry, he said one very basic thing. So yeah, I agree with Steph. What about you guys? What, what did he say? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious too. That's, that's literally what <laughs> he said. He, oh, Lord. he just basically had nodded his way through the press conference. He's like, I think it was Anthony Slater. He asked him, hey, Steph, do you think, um, do you think the NBA will enjoy a Lakers versus Warriors playing tournament? playing game and stuff was just like <laughs> that's all you need to say that's all you need to say but go ahead uh first off i just want to say the lakers have been complete ass in the last 10 4 and 6 uh 
Anthony Davis has been, you know, I've kind of said it before, but last week, uh, he's been the biggest disappointment this season. It's not totally his fault. It was a short offseason. this week, bro? Also, also, really quickly, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but I think it was Shams or Woj said that peek behind the curtain, we're recording this on a Wednesday, well, Lakers are supposed to face the Rockets, and AD is out. Yeah, LeBron is too. But, I mean, AD been showing up. I'm, so, I'm, I'm still let you go, Dane, but he's been showing <laughs> up this week, bro, with the two, three games that he's had. Uh, you know, come on. I, I will give him credit. He he has been – he's been really good the last couple games. I just – I just, you know, with the hype we've been giving him, I was just hoping that this year would have been the big step up, but I think that's going to be next season. But other than that, the league would absolutely love, and I, I can I can see Adam Silver getting on his knees right now, praying to God for this matchup oh. to happen. I mean, like, of course the league wants this. First of all, you got to understand, the play-in between the Warriors and Lakers, think about L.A. and San Francisco, they're both glamour towns. The NBA is a big market league. Let's be honest. It, it's a league that thrives on glamour towns and big cities, and both are big markets. It's going to be a ratings lapalooza, okay? And, and second point, the stars that are going to be in it, by the time the playing tournament comes comes around, I am confident that LeBron James will be will be fully returned by then, and you're going to be having LeBron James Anthony Davis and Stephen Curry in a play-in game. That's a lot of stars, and you and th- these franchises have been have nailed two out of the last three championships. The only reason these two franchises are in this moment right now has been unluckiness. They've been hampered by injuries all all season long. If Clay hadn't yes. gone hurt and Anthony Davis hadn't and LeBron James hadn't gone hurt. Well, this is this is a completely different discussion right now. The Lakers and Warriors are one and two in the West. People are going to be thinking like it's going to be a Western Conference Finals clash, and like and the thing is, the windows for both of these teams are not really closed. So what happens in the play-in could be a preview of what happens next season because I think what happens next season is going to be is going to be back to normal, and I think we're going to have a really big NorCal SoCal clash. But those are my thoughts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just just piggybacking off of the uh, the hype for Anthony Davis. I think you know as soon as he got that injury, you know, weird off season. That, that hype, like, quickly diminished, you know what I'm saying? Just being realistic. That's why I feel like he was kind of slow last week getting back into the, the mix of things. And then this week, we saw a different Anthony Davis. We got two wins. Yay. Mm. All right. But to answer your question, the league being excited, yeah. Fans yeah. being excited, yeah. Like, this is – that'll be a, an amazing showdown. Do I – I'm you know, I'm kind of nervous. Last year, if you guys were with us, the Trailblazers kind of made me nervous – Curry mm-hmm. makes me nervous a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but it's his team. You know, Lakers, I'm, I'm sorry, Jared, but the Lakers have a better team than the Warriors right now. I have to say that. Yeah. Um, but, sure. I, yeah, this that's like Daniel said, uh, three stars. It's box office. Uh, it's a game seven mentality because it's win or go home, right? So, absolutely. Like, I, I'm so excited for this. I think the league is excited for this. This is this is what the uh, playing tournament is supposed to bring. This excitement, this enjoyment, this, the clashing of the stars, and it's such a weird, unique situation right now. We might as well maximize it by having LeBron James versus Curry again. It's giving us that finals feel back yeah. when the Cavaliers were playing against the Warriors. Man, I can't believe you guys just keep overlooking my guy, dude. Andrew Wiggins, he is a star. Okay? He... He is a very, very small star, but he is a star nonetheless, dude. Like, if you, dude, ask, ask most people from Canada, they'll, they'll probably say, oh yeah, Andrew Wiggins, fantastic. Wiggins Island, fantastic. He is a, not a bona fide star. He is not a huge star. He is a small star, but he is a star nonetheless. 
I I don't know. I don't know about that, Jerry. I think Daniel will agree with me here. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a star. Uh, he's a good role player. I think he's a he's a good ad- addition with Clay Thompson back in the lineup in a in a in an actual Warriors championship squad. But he's not a star. He's he could have been a star. That's the biggest disappointment about Andrew Wiggins. He didn't live up to the hype, and that will haunt him for the rest of his mm. career. Facts. He's. I think he's 25, 26. It's hard to believe that he's been in the league for seven years, I think. Seven or eight Dang, seasons at this point. You got it. Because he was time. what? First, first pick 2014, yeah. right? Yep. Man, Maple Jordan is something else. Still, still waiting for something. But he is showing flashes. He is showing flashes. Dang. So he's not worth the $27 million per year. But he is showing flashes, and that's all the Warriors need, because he he can bring it on the defensive end. Will he will he lock up LeBron in this playing game? Probably not. No. He could probably hold him to thirty five. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I mean, okay, being optimistic here, optimistic, super positive, optimistic, and Draymond can probably hold eighty to twenty six, which is a fair thing to say, right? Because eighty's what six six eleven six ten seven foot. And he's that much better than Draymond Green. Because as much of a defender as Draymond Green is, AD is probably a better offensive player. Would, is that fair to say? Max. Like, without question. Without question. He's one of the better big, big, like, big scoring men in the league. Yeah. And so if this does happen, the Warriors, they're going to have a really tough time, but they're still, they're still going to make it a game. So... I'm excited to see how this plays out. I'm probably, sh- I'm sure we're probably going to zoom it if, if and when it does happen. We're just going to be sharing our, our thoughts and whatnot. But okay, that being said, right, we have the Lakers at seven, the Warriors at eight. We're not even going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Spurs because no offense to the Grizzlies fans out there or the Spurs fans, no chance, no chance, right? But that being said, with the season ending this Sunday. Could the Warriors realistically leapfrog the Lakers? They're only two and a half games back, and their schedules are as follows. So the Lakers, like I said, they're playing the Rockets today. They got the Pacers and then the Pelicans. The Warriors have the Suns, Pelicans, and Grizzlies for their last three games. And obviously, the Warriors have a lot of a, a lot tougher schedule than the Lakers. But Steph Curry in May so far, in which the Warriors have gone 6-1, and one, He's averaging 35 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, shooting 45, 38, and 90 from the field in about 34 minutes. So, with that being said, could, very big word, could the the Warriors leapfrog the Lakers? Jared, I just want to say, Stephen Curry is a top three-point guard of all time, and he's going to be, in my opinion, he will retire number two behind Magic Johnson. Uh, Stephen Curry has been hot in the month of May so far, but I'm going to have to say no, unfortunately not. First of all, you kind of pointed it out. The Warriors have a tougher schedule in the last three games other than the Lakers do, but there's there's also one other factor that you're forgetting, LeBron James. LeBron James, look, he's we don't know what his his status going forward with the next three games. We're just not sure, but I'm betting, I'm betting you in the, in the lack in the next three games, we will see LeBron James return to the lineup because he's got to find a way to prepare for the playoffs for some way. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to be 500 bucks for it. Okay. I'm kidding. Make okay. that bet. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'm kidding. I bet you. Cause I will, but, no offense. I would, I would win that bet. Cause he already announced that he's not playing for the Rockets game. Right. 
Yeah, he's not playing for the Rockets game. But we will see him before the playoffs because you you, you just got to get back in the lineup somehow. You got to get used to play. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I think the Lakers will kind of, you know, they will kind of do okay in the next three games. I still think they're going to end up in seventh. I, th- I just think one game behind is too difficult to get to sixth at this point. So, but the Lakers are going to hold strong in seventh. And I don't think the Warriors, I'm going to be on, like you said this before, like Jarrell, um, the Lakers have a better team overall than the Warriors. Stephen Curry has been like carrying this Warriors team all season long. No, I don't see it. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. And I, 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 I'm grateful for the shout out, Daniel. I'm, I'm enjoying this, <laughs> this love we have going on here, but that, that man that you named there, Steph Curry hasn't been injured aside from the tailbone injury, you know, yeah. for the most part this season, the Warriors still can bank on Steph Curry. Unfortunately, the Lakers no haven't. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Lakers, I, I honestly don't have too much confidence in the squad without AD or LeBron on the court. And it's been apparent this season. We've seen it. Think yeah. about this Rockets. Think about this Rockets team. I know I understand they're at the bottom of the barrel in the Western Conference. But they got they have a guy that dropped 50 points on Drew Holiday, Kevin Porter Jr. You know what I'm saying? He could come out here and demolish the Lakers today because we don't have an eight, we don't have AD, we don't have LeBron, we don't have Dennis Schroeder, we don't have Caruso, we don't have a point guard. And I know THT had a great game, but I just don't have the confidence in this team to to win these next three games, all three of these games. When it comes to the Warriors, it's still going to be tough. The Suns, you guys just played against the Suns and beat them, correct? The mm-hmm. Suns are not – they're not losing to the Warriors two times in a row, no. unfortunately. I don't see it happening. The Pelicans, uh, that's going to be a game because – They split the still, last one. They went one the, They beat the Pelicans. Uh, I think it was the, uh, the ESPN Marvel crossover thing. They beat mm-hmm. them there, and then the next game, they lost to the Pelicans by five. So that's up in the air, and I feel like the Grizzlies is a bona fide win for the Warriors. So at this, ca- at this point – I know I said I disagree, but I think the Warriors won't pass the Lakers because of what I just said now. The Suns is probably going to be an L for the Warriors. The Pelicans is up in the air, and the Grizzlies is a bona fide win. The Lakers aren't going to win all three of those last games, but I feel like they can win at least one. So if they cancel out, the Warriors lose two, win one. The Lakers lose two, win one. We're still in the same position. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Daniel, what, do you, what about you? What do you think the – for the last three games for the Lakers and Warriors, do you think they're both going to go one and two, or are the Lakers going to go two and one, three and zero, zero and three? I see Jarrell's fair point, but I know I think I do agree with him that the Lakers could go one and two, but I'm just not sure. It's just this; it's been apparent, like Jarrell said, that the Lakers without AD and LeBron, this whole team's built around AD and LeBron, and they're trash. So I could see them going one and two. I'm just not sure how it's going to play out because, like LeBron, I think LeBron's timeline is going to be the most important factor here so if if lebron comes back the lakers go at least two and one if lebron's not back they go one and two that's my that's my opinion on the whole matter i'm i don't know why but i'm optimistic for the lakers surprisingly because i think they can potentially beat the rockets and the pelicans because the rockets they're just whatever dude like kevin porter jr yeah he's cool but you know for them to feasibly compete, they need Christian Wood. And he's been he's been iffy on the status. He's averaging twenty and nine, I think, twenty-one points and nine assists or nine rebounds, I think. But the Rockets, probably a W for the Lakers. The Pelicans, probably probably a W. The Pacers, that's the one that you kind of have to look out for because they are a, like a playoff team. And on the flip side for the Warriors, 
I mean, the Warriors already beat the the Jazz and the Suns back-to-back. They can probably beat the Suns again. The Pelicans, like I said, they split the previous two games. Without Zion Williamson, that's an, that's an easy win. The Grizzlies, that's kind of like a, a different one because they have the size to compete and bother Steph Curry. So I can see the Grizzlies being that one L for, for the Warriors. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But really, really excited. There's only one week left. Not even one week. But that's crazy. And Daniel, you mentioned talking about, uh, you talked about big markets and you talked about stars, excuse me. Well, it's kind of weird because we didn't expect this team to be this good. The New York Knicks, shout out to the New York Knicks because yes, sir. I am willing to admit that the Knicks, for me personally, are my surprise team of the Eastern Conference. I didn't expect them to be to have almost the same record as the Lakers. At one point, they did have the same record as the Lakers. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau, he's just, as much as we'd like to hate on him for what he does to young players and just running to, running them into the ground, without a star, he's doing the best that he can. I mean, would you guys... Chris re- Randall, he's okay, a star. Re- really quickly, yeah. would you think, which, which tier of star do you think he is? An all-star? He's just there in that fringe all-star status or what? Yeah, I I could I've, I consider him an all star, an all star, but he's not. He's a good player. He's he's definitely in the all star conversation, but I would not. He's in that fringe star all star territory, but I wouldn't say he's a star. Yeah, I would agree. He's, I think. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I think he's he is a star in the loosest sense, which means he's probably like an all star, because Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic for the longest time wasn't really a star and then he became an all-star and then all of a sudden he's a star player. So that's what that's what I see Julius Randle as. But go ahead, G. Um, he's, he's a bona fide all-star growing into a star. And the reason why I say that is he's taken on leadership uh, with this New York team. Every team that he's he's been on since this year of of improving every year he's improved right he's added things to his game he's shooting threes now he's taking people off the dribble controlled and that's the reason why i can say he's moving towards stardom because he's the leader of this team they the the driving force of this new york knicks team is julius randall he's number one in minutes in the league number one in minutes on his team he's leading them in um almost every statistical uh category so he's he's moving towards a star because he's the face of the knicks right now Hmm. yeah and because he is the face of the Knicks, surprisingly, I don't think anyone saw this coming, but because he is the face of the Knicks, they're currently hovering between the fourth and sixth seed and are 38 and 31 on the year, six and 10 under six and four in their last 10, excuse me. Since April, they've been 14 and seven with wins over the Lakers, Mavericks, Hawks, and Clippers. They recently lost a game to the Clippers or no, to the Lakers, excuse me. So that's a, that's a thing. But again, Tom Thibodeau, masterful job he's done and i remember when we first heard that the knicks were signing tom thibodeau our our initial reactions were like gross that's bad that's a bad signing but surprisingly he's just turned things around because as of wednesday what is it may 12th they're first in opponent field goal percentage at 44.1 percent first in opponent three-point percentage at 34 percent First in opponents' points scored per game at 104.9, and their fourth in defensive rating at 108.5. Their net rating is plus 2.2, which you might be thinking, oh, that's kind of eh, small, but that's 10th best in the league. 
they play at the slowest pace because it's Tom Thibodeau and he plays at a at a snail's pace, but it's working for them. So really quickly, thoughts on the Knicks? Because who knew defense won games? Wow. I'm shocked. I am flabbergasted that the Knicks are good. And Daniel, you're talking about big markets. You're talking about stars. If the Knicks continue this going the direction they're going, I mean, this is the resurgent resurgence of the Knicks that fans in New York have been clamoring for for the last 20 years. And so good job on Tom Thibodeau for instilling a culture that works. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, thoughts on the Knicks? The Knicks have been an absolute pleasant shock this season. Let's let's be let's be clear. From all three of us, none of us expected New York to be a playoff team this season. Honestly, from my end, the Knicks were like being one of the most poorly run organizations in the last ten years. I expected the Knicks to be right back where they always were in the last ten years. Back in the lottery, back in the lottery. I thought they were gonna be in the in the in a race for a top ten pick again, but no, they have completely surprised me this season. You said before, Jared. That you know, Tom, you know Tom Thibodeau, we kind of found in him, but the the hiring has been a good result so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a as a as a guy that's kind of me and Drell have both ragged on the three point revolution for better or worse. It's a good flashback to old school basketball. This team is gritty. This team is tough. It's very reminiscent of the 1990s New York Knicks era mm-hmm. and and the Knicks uh, um, you know general play of basketball throughout their history. It's 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 good to see this type of basketball back again. Uh, it, they're also that what makes this them more surprising is like they remind me of that Atlanta Hawks team a couple years back with with coach Budenholzer and Damari Carroll where they made the playoffs without a star. Usually oh. the NBA, the, usually the NBA is a very star driven league. I've said that hundreds of times. And normally, if you don't have at least one star, most of the time you're out of f-ing luck when it comes to playoffs. It's this is one of the cases where like they kind of break the rule. Atlanta being the other one, and to a lighter extent, Boston during the years after the Big Three. But that's what makes them a great story. They're doing this without a star. Now, my concern is it's a feel good story. The concern I have is like, can they continue this going into at least the next you know two three years in your future? Like, we'll get into that. I think they have benefited. This Knicks team has benefited from multiple factors. This being an abnormal season without fans. I think I do see a dip next season, but I think they're going to be a playoff team, a seventh or eighth seed. I'm suspecting. Um, I don't, I think they're going to need a star eventually. I do have concerns about Thibodeau. He has a history of running players down. I think, I think then, I think, however, with, you know, with the New York, with New York's good play, I think a star is going to be attracted eventually. And and Thibs is going to be a bigger question, but Knicks fans should have, and you know Stephen A. Smith, shout out to him. They should they should be feeling good about the Knicks short uh, short and long term future for now. Oh, yeah. That's that's a great thing to hear. Yeah, and really quickly, G, I just want to say uh, shout out to R.J. Barrett too for you know he had a a pretty solid rookie season, and then all of a sudden you know he's kind of upping his game this season. So I don't know if you're going to mention him, but go ahead, G. Um, Daniel, I noticed you're talking a lot about the future. You, you shared a whole bunch of thoughts on the current Knicks. Um, I'm not going to share too much. Um, this is, this is all the right moves that are are occurring right now. We got a strong coach that's been able to take this team from mediocrity to being in the playoffs, right? We have a all-star type player, not a superstar, all-star to a star type player in Julius Randle. We have a young 
Maple Jordan or not Maple Jordan. Uh, what was it called? The Maple Mamba. There we go. Maple Mamba. The Maple Mamba. And, and R.J. Barrett. Um, this team, you compared it to the the, the Hawks with Demari Carroll. I'm I'm looking at this team like a Toronto Raptors before Kawhi. You know, they're building up those pieces. I'm looking at this team like a Detroit Pistons 04. You know, there's there's a collective effort being handled here. So all that to say, and Jared, I know you're going to touch up on it. I'm going to kind of take the initiative here we talk about stars going um i know that the point guard uh, uh position is what they're looking for when you have freaking alfred payton being starting and uh frank nilakina nilakina almost pronounced yeah. that totally wrong so honestly i don't think the knicks team needs a superstar they don't need the home run hitter they this formula has not worked for them we've noticed this ever since carmelo and amari stoudemire shout out to stat because amari stoudemire wow. was a beast but um Ever since those two, who's been on the Knicks? You know what I'm saying? They keep saying, oh, we're going to get KD, LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Harden. No, that's not the formula that's necessary here. You see what's working here. Julius Randle's working here. So some of these lower name, I'm not trying to like throw dirt on these point guards. I'm going to list them, and I'm going to, of course, ask you guys who you feel will fit best on this Knicks team as well. But some of these point guards that are listed right here, like Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, Dennis Schroeder, and Kyle Lowry, I think Lonzo Ball will fit perfectly on this Knicks team. What hmm. does the Knicks team have? They have defense. What does Lonzo Ball bring to the team? Defense. He fits the timeline of these young players. I understand Kyle Lowry might be a fit as far as veteran being in championship experience, but he's not coming to this Knicks team. He wants championship, and they're not there yet. But Lonzo Ball fits that timeline. You give him a similar guy. I'm not saying Julius Randle is Zion Williamson, but they have similar play styles. We want to attack the basket. Of course, uh, Julius has a little bit more uh, of finesse going outside of the paint now, but um, – I think Lonzo Ball fits fits on this team timeline wise. They have the money. Um, he's a young asset, and I think if the Knicks go for those lower level, borderline all star, below all star to all star type players, build a foundation within their roster. I think they will be just as good, if not better, as they have been this year. And they can be one of those uh, mid level uh, three three to six. Um, not not three, three to six. Yeah. Three to fifth. Three to fifth seeds in the in the in the East. If they continue to play defense, Jared, you said defense wins games. That defense wins championships. So yep. if they can have a great foundation of 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 great, I don't want to say role players, but players that are ascending to becoming all stars, I think this team will be good. They still have young players on the bench that haven't even uh, panned out. Shout out to Kevin Knox because I don't even think he's in the rotation. They still have a draft pick this year, if I'm not kidding. They still, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and they still have freaking Mitchell Robinson who can't stay healthy on the court. He's going to be a valuable piece that they may be able to shift off because Nerlens Noel served, served his purpose, especially when Julius Randle can extend outside the paint. Now you don't really we can we can work with uh, Nerlens Noel on the side instead of having a stretch five. Yeah, I think having Lonzo there would be the most. I wouldn't say cost efficient, but it would make sense, right? Because Schroeder is is asking for a f- ton. <laughs> like yes. let's like let's not let's not beat around the bush. He wants something that he's probably not going to get, right? right? So I think, and you mentioned Kyle Lowry. He's not going to go to New York, no matter what you tell him. He's probably going to go to New York, but probably for the other team. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it could happen, right? Yeah. And. Lonzo, like I said, cost-effective. He has some rapport with Julius Randle. Right. I think that that would be a really nice, uh, a really nice mix-up. You know, like who knew, who knew the the young Lakers would be back on the same team, except on the other side of the the country and in a arguably a bigger market. I think that would be a pretty solid thing. Brings defense. He can shoot now, surprisingly, 
and which is really nice actually. It's super nice to see uh, to see Lonzo be able to shoot. It's Absolutely. great, and he can facilitate. Right, and so he's he can play one or two. If you want to put him a three as a really small three, he can. It's good, but uh, yeah, go ahead, Daniel. I mean, I don't think Schroeder uh, is not going to come to New York. As you said, he's asking for too much. But culturally, I think he's the best fit in in, in, in New York. And Tom Thibodeau, like I said before, I know I keep using that term, but New York, the Knicks, Tom Thibodeau's system thrives on grit and determination. I think Schroeder, out of all these three players, has has that the most. However, I do agree with you guys that Lonzo Ball Over will Kyle be a great... Kyle Kyle Lowry I mean, kind of has... Kyle Lowry kind of has some issue... To be fair, no, 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 no. That's not I mean, what I'm talking about. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. To be bad. fair, I'm kind of like I kind of see his point because Kyle. I think we're all in agreement here that Kyle Lowry is not going to the Knicks. He's not yeah. going to New York. There's no for way. sure Unle- unless they give him like a fifty dollar, fifty dollar, fifty million dollar one year contract, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, My bad, Daniel. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. But go ahead. I man. mean, uh. Look, I know, I understand. Kyle Lowry does have that grit and grit, that grit mentality that would be perfect for New York. I just don't see at the this point of his career him going to New York City if he's going to make a team change. I actually see him going to LA of all places. But that's why I say Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is out of the conversation. Dennis Schroeder, there's 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 at least something up in the air. I don't think it's going to happen. But culture and mentality wise, um, Dennis Schroeder will be the best fit in New York. But Lonzo Ball will be a good fit. Playing wise, because he's been with Julius Randle before, kind of reiterating Jared's points. Uh, the thing with Lonzo Ball is he he has New Orleans competing for him, but I could also see him jumping to New York. So that's the big trouble. But I, I can see Lonzo Ball if New Orleans doesn't give Lonzo his money, which is a foolish thing to do. Well, okay, it's it's not exactly foolish. It's a complicated situation. But if Lonzo doesn't get the contract that's satisfied from New Orleans, the Knicks, the Knicks are a viable location. I also have to mention this. I know he's not going to be a free agent in three years, I believe, but Russell Westbrook, I admit it, he would be a great fit in New York City than this Knicks team that's currently constructed. Because no. his grit and determination. Anyways. So we're talking about <laughs> I'm wow. sorry, man. I, I don't think Russell Westbrook is gonna go there. He just doesn't need to go there. There's there's wow. no need. Why would you Lonzo want to, to go? Charlotte? Lon- so you're you're gonna have two balls in Charlotte? Yep. Might as well yeah. have the whole set. Ball in the family. Yeah, man. Two balls in Charlotte. How oh, yeah. They're gonna ball out. Anyways. Michael Jordan. Dude. Okay, so you mentioned Lonzo. It's it's a really interesting situation with Lonzo and I was about to say the Hornets, the Pelicans, um, because they already have Kira Lewis Jr. and they have Nikhil Alexander Walker. And what's do you guys know what Eric Bledsoe's contract situation is? I'm not sure. Or do you guys just not care? Personally, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't he either. Doesn't right? fit on that squad, anyways. Yeah, he doesn't fit on that squad. But. So they already have they already have point guards at the at the ready because Nikhil Alexander Walker is is Shea Gilgis Alexander light. So I'd rather have if I'm Stan Van Gundy, I'd rather take my chances with a Shea light because if he pans out to be even seventy five percent as good as Shea, you're looking at a seventeen five and five dude, which is essentially what uh, what Lonzo's yes. giving you. But he's still on the rookie contract, right? Because how is Lonzo with Clutch? 
I I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I still I feel like Lonzo. Like if I'm the Pelicans, I keep Lonzo. He's a better overall player right now. He fits, he fits right too now, well, and he brings and he brings the defense, and he's still young. Like yeah, yeah. I think we overlook his defense a lot. Like Bo's been a great defender. That's ever since that's the strongest part of his game, in my I opinion. Think, I think that's the best thing that's going to fit with him and Thibs is his defense because they're really, really defensive minded. Like if Lonzo really, really tries, he could be all like all defense first team. I'm going to stand by that. He could be an all I, defensive I, point guard. I, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Him and Dejounte Murray. I agree with that. Dejounte Murray I, in his second season got like second team all defense. We can Dude. stat. We can fact check it. It's like second or third season, but regardless, within your four like rookie contract, getting all defensive team. Come on, bro. Yeah. So, I could see those two taking up the two spots on the first team every single year for the next five six years. But again, let's let's not belabor the point. Lonzo to New York, book it. I think we all we all agree here. Lonzo to New York, good fit. Yeah. It's a good basketball yeah. move. Yeah, let's just hey. hope that let's just hope that everyone else, whoever is running the uh, the Knicks, don't mess it up somehow. But yeah, James you know, Dolan. We're not going to talk about him because we don't want to get sued. But anyways. Daniel, you talked about Russell Westbrook, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Russell Westbrook because for the third week in a row, three times the charm, Westbrook is one of the biggest pieces of news for the podcast. Um, if you guys have been living, yeah, why not, right? Why not mention him three times? But we talked about we talked about Russell Westbrook and stats and padding and whatever else have you, but it's undeniable now at this point that he is an all time great. Right, because yes, he sir. he is the all-time leader in triple doubles with 182, surpassing Os- Oscar Robertson's mark with 28 points, 21 assists, again a multiple 2020 game, and 13 rebounds against the Hawks. Now, I want to get your thoughts on on this particular, you know, of him surpassing Oscar Robertson, but just a few little just a few little notes here, if you don't mind. So, in his first 482 games. Westbrook had 10 triple doubles after KD went down with a foot injury in 2015 Westbrook had nine more than that in the final 27 games in the next 371 games he had 127 triple doubles this season he has 36 triple doubles in 62 games if he gets three more which he can probably do because it's Westbrook why not he will have his most efficient triple double season ever grabbing them in 54% of all possible Wizards games. And we were talking about stat padding and if those triple doubles lead to wins. The Wizards are 15 and 5 in their last 20, with Westbrook averaging 20 set, about 23 points, 14 rebounds, and 14 assists in, with 17 triple doubles, playing about 38.5, almost 39 minutes a game. So, that being said, what are your thoughts on Westbrook becoming the all-time leader in triple doubles? Because my God, is he something else? I'm I have my criticisms of him. We we all know this. We all accept this. But at the same time, you can't help but just marvel at what type of player he's become and the effect that he's having on the on the league as a whole. So, yeah, thoughts. Look, uh, we all know here that you know. Russell Westbrook is not my favorite player in, in today's NBA. 
but I will give his I will give credit when it's due. Russell Westbrook will go down as a top ten point guard of all time. I don't know if he's going to be top five, but he's for surely top ten. Uh, the triple double. The, tri- the triple-double records he's breaking are, frank- quite frankly, remarkable. And triple-doubles are, even though I think they're the most overrated type of accomplishment you can you can have in basketball, they're like the no-hitter in baseball, they're no easy feat. They're, they're no easy feat. So, yes, uh, I think what he's doing, I think it's going to be it's going to be a while before we see it again. But I think I think credit is due. This is an this is this is an amazing accomplishment what Russell Westbrook is doing in Washington. And I think, I think he'll go down and be remembered fondly by memory, fondly by everyone as a fantastic player. So are you saying that not everyone can get triple doubles now? It doesn't revolutionize the game of basketball. What Stephen Curry did would fundamentally change how we play the game. Triple doubles, triple doubles. Almost no one can get that three pointer. The three point revolution Almost everyone fundamentally changed their game. You can't fundamentally change your game to get triple doubles. It's not yeah, yeah. going to happen. You have to be uber athletic, but go ahead, G. Not necessarily. You don't have to be uber athletic because we see Nikola uh, Jokic. We see Jokic. I mean, he's, 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 he's not four. athletic, but still. Uh, Easy. Easy. I'm, I'm in shock. I'm <laughs> in shock. I'm not going to like touch up on it because I feel like we've argued enough to, of, about it on previous episodes on Twitter, on Instagram. If, y'all, if you guys are listening, don't know what I'm talking about, get in them comments, get in our mentions. Let's let's get that cracking. But um, I'm shocked you you went from Russell Westbrook as a horrible player, he's top 50, to now top 10. Like, I, I progress. We're breaking it down, Daniel. So <laughs> I just absolutely. think he's overrated. He's overrated. Uh, we're going to bypass that because we were doing so well, Daniel. We were doing so well. Uh, back to just – witnessing and appreciating greatness because that's what Russell Westbrook is bringing to the NBA freaking greatness not everyone can do it and you said it straight out of your mouth uh Daniel not everyone can get this triple doubles and Russell Westbrook's been averaging it over multiple seasons you talk about stats and and winning and leading your teams to victory and we see this I saw a crazy stat like Russell Westbrook when he gets a triple double he's like 130 plus wins compared to 45 losses Mm-hmm. That's wins. He's 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 doing it. It's affecting the game, and in in that sense, I think it, it it has revolutionized the game because more players want to. This is like I said. This is the the player that you want on your on your team, but this is this is a player you want to go into battle with, or this is a player that you kind of want to coach. I understand he gets turnovers, but he affects the game regardless of what's going on. If he's having a bad shooting night, he's going to get some rebounds. He's going to facilitate. This is what we wanted Kuzma to do, right? Kuzma, find your, your niche with the Lakers. You're not you're not shooting well, rebound. He's done that. Okay, I'm going to facilitate a little bit. He's not no Russell Westbrook, but this is what you want players to do. So in that sense, he's re- revolutionizing. If I ask um, young uh, bat- young Coopers to watch players, I would most definitely tell them to watch Russell Westbrook because he's going to show you what grit, determination, grind, hustle, looks like he's going to give that to you so this is absolutely remarkable just using the terms that was used on this podcast earlier this is an amazing player Russell Westbrook is this is history we're witnessing history we're witnessing greatness so just like we appreciated Curry and his run that's continuously going just like we appreciate LeBron and his run of career let's appreciate Russell Westbrook and what he's bringing to the NBA because we might not see it for a long 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 time yeah and that's actually a really great point that you made up that, you know, 
we're not going to see it for a long time. And can you believe that the first we're talking about the Warriors and it's crazy. The first triple double was in 1950 by Warriors guard Andy Phillip. And then it went to Oscar and then it went to Magic and then it went to Russ. Right. That's kind of like the, the progression throughout the years. And it's crazy to see how far it's gone, regardless of what we think of triple doubles nowadays. And so I posit the question to you guys, where do triple doubles go from here? And conversely, who has the best chance of reaching Russ eventually? Because players have a propensity of getting triple doubles nowadays. So I could potentially see maybe Luca getting getting past you know Russ's mark. Russ is going to end up with more than 250 triple doubles by the end of his career, calling it now. More than 250. I can see I can see Luca maybe going to 270. If he because he's starting so young, he could probably be 270, 280, maybe even 300 triple doubles by the end of his career. So yeah. Where do triple doubles go from here? And who has the best chance of reaching Russell Westbrook? I mean trip where do triple doubles go from go from here? I mean, to me, that they're just they're a statistical accomplishment. I I mean, my opinion is they're not really going anywhere. Personally, on to the point on Russell Westbrook, I don't think I think his career has been so defined by this type of statistic and, and breaking this record. I don't see any player within this current generation ever touching Russell Westbrook. We might see another type of player reach him in like one or two generations, but that's like years from now. So the, I think if if I had to pick a player, yeah, it would be Luca because Luca is a is a statistical machine at that. But I I don't th- I don't think Luca. I know this is going to sound weird, but I don't think Luca's mentality is to get triple doubles. It's it's to win games. It, it's to to help his team win win championships. So I just don't I just don't see Luca's mind frame going towards that accomplish that those type of statistical accomplishments. I think he I think one thing is for sure, Luca gets more rings than Russell Westbrook, and he will retire. He will retire a better player than Russell Westbrook. Let's let's, let's let's not get a let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, Luke let's not there. get ahead of ourselves there. So, uh, you you talk about the mindset of winning. Luka Doncic has to impact all of those categories to win. Do you not? You watch Mavericks games, bro. He has to facilitate. He has to rebound because the outlet pass right. Uh, get the offense initiated. So, I just want to like destigmatize the triple double. Like you're 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 saying it. Triple doubles doesn't equate wins. You have to statistically impact the game. LeBron James has to rebound. He has to facilitate. I don't say the mindset is the argument for me. My argument is Luka Doncic scores more and has to facilitate more. And he's not, he, he doesn't want to get injured. That's, his, hmm. that's the type of player he is. And what, what I'm going to get at is he's going to be more of a LeBron James mode. He's going to be so close to getting average and triple doubles, seven, eight uh, rebounds and assists. And I'm going to get back to my point a little bit here because LeBron James could average a triple double in the season, right? But he, he hasn't really because he gets nine assists, uh, eight rebounds, whatever the case may be. Luka Doncic, as his career progresses, he's going to step away from the rebound. He's going to get boards, but it's not going to be chasing him like Russell Westbrook is because you don't want to get injured. The more you try to get rebounds, the likely you are to get injured. The more you're in the air, the likely you are to get injured. So with that being said, uh, uh, in addition to that, what I want to say is Russell Westbrook is a once-in-a-lifetime generational player. He is uber-athletic. He's 6'3", 200 pounds of pure muscle and speed, and you're not going to be able to replicate that. 
John Morant is an athletic point guard, but he ain't 200 pounds of, of, of muscle. You know what I'm saying? We've had Eric Bledsoe. He's freaking baby LeBron. He's 200 pounds of muscle, but he ain't uber athletic like Russell Westbrook. The best comparison is Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose, right? So with that being said, I don't think anybody's touching that in this generation. I agree with you there. Uh, Daniel, I also agree with your argument that Luka Doncic won't, won't be touching it either, but just a separate argument. It's not the mindset. It's more of the player in himself. Uh, it's going to steer away from it. God forbid Luka Doncic gets a serious injury and – those 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 triple doubles are going to be looking less and less likely. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that, in a way, Luka Doncic's game is more reminiscent of Steve Nash than anything else because they both have excellent vision, right? The only exception being that Steve Nash was a phenomenal shooter, and Luka is still kind of getting used to that. But I think that Luca is a taller Steve Nash, at least in a playmaking sense. Rebounding, we, we're not going to go there. Scoring, we're not going to go there because it's a lot. But yeah, it, I could, again, I'm the only one that sees Luca potentially doing this, and why not, right? We'll see what happens. But, you know, we're talking about triple doubles, but what about quadruple, quadruple doubles? Is that, do you guys think that that's going to be more of a thing? Quick yes or no? I no, say no. No, no. Okay. It's, it's, much, it's too difficult to pull off in a game. And it, it, it's it, and you can't really do it that often, right? Shout out to Hakeem Olajuwon. Ooh, yep. great segue because I'm going to quiz you guys since there have been only five quadruple doubles in NBA history. Can you guys name the one, two, three, four players that have ever gotten them in NBA history? And bonus points if you can if you can get close to their stat lines. But so, we're players. not including we're not including Kevin Lachlan, right? Because I just named him. He's right. most definitely one of those players. Right. There are four players who have done it, but there have been five in total. Five quadruple doubles. Hakeem got two. Okay. In the same month, do you do you know what his output was thereabouts for the first quadruple double? It's I, fine if you I, if you don't. I'm pretty sure I, I personally don't know. Like, hmm? I don't know the exact numbers, but it's points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Yep. For both of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm not assuming, I'm pretty sure majority of these guys on this list are centers. They're bigs. Okay. Um, well, okay. Well, so Chamberlain H- could be one of them. No. So. Oh, okay. Can I take it, a guess? Or are you about to name them? No. So are you done with Hakeem? Yes, I'm done with Hakeem. Okay, so the two times he got them in, I think, March 1990, his first game, he got 29 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists, 11 blocks. His second time, he got 18 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, 11 blocks. You have three players left. I'm going to go with Dikembe uh, Mutombo. That's a guess. Kareem that, Abdul-Jabbar. Those are two wrong guesses. Okay, what about... Uh, this pl- okay. Monty Here's a hint. Who? Manute Ball. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So here's one. The the these three players they played in the seventies, eighties, and nineties respectively. Whoa. One was on a ship. One was on. Oh, uh, David Robinson. Nineteen ninety four. Do you know what his wow, time was? Wow, the admiral. Um, it's points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. I don't know the exact uh, ones, yep. but I know that's those, those stats. Thir- 
1994, David Robinson, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 blocks. You have Damn. two left. One was in the 70s. One was in the 80s. Oh, never mind. Uh, damn. Hint. Terrible guess, but Elgin Baylor. That's pretty bad. Um, but this player <laughs> that this player that was that did it in the 80s played for a Lakers rival. Played for oh, it's got to be a Celtic. I it's no, I just said it's for the Spurs. Oh, it's for the Spurs. This one is a very, very difficult one, so I'll just give it to George, you. Uh, George Griffin? No, because but by this time he kind of retired. It was Alvin Robertson in 1986. Oh. 20 points, 11 mm-hmm. rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals. He was one of the best defensive players of all time. Obviously, his career got derailed because of some off court issues, but he was able to do it. Lastly, the last player on this list, 1974. He's a big. His name is Nate. Not Nate Robinson. No, no. If he was playing in 1974, uh, uh, crazy. Uh, of course not, bro. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he got knocked out to go back to the future or right. <laughs> back to the past, whatever. All right, this one is a difficult one, so do you guys just want me to tell you? Yeah. No. Nate Thurmond. 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, 12 blocks. Bonus question. There was one player in the last 20 years who almost got a quadruple double in game six of the 2003 NBA Finals. Do you know who that is? 2003 Finals. Oh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan? Yeah. Tim Duncan. He was two blocks away from getting a quadruple double in the NBA Finals in a clinching game against the New Jersey Nets. Dang. He was not credited with two blocks because they gave it to David Robinson. And it, looking back at the tape, they messed up. They really did mess up. But Dang. yeah, quadruple double. Very, very rare. I mean, if there was one time Draymond had, I think, 10 of everything except eight points, then dude, just lay up. Easiest shot in basketball. But anyways, um, yeah, speaking Stat of... Batting. No. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Ain't a such thing, you know what I'm saying? But go ahead. But yeah, just two quick things here before we switch over to the quick hitters. So Jalen Brown will miss the rest of the season with torn torn ligament in his left wrist. Horrible news. Hopefully he feels better. The uh, I saw someone wrote this on Twitter. The Celtics season from hell just keeps continuing. And Victor Oladipo will undergo season-ending surgery on his right quad tendon per Shams. He only played four games, averaging about three or 12 points, three rebounds, three assists. And he's an unrestricted free agent. Very, 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 very quickly. What do you guys think happens to Victor Oladipo this, like, moving forward? Because he is not, he's not getting a max deal. I was reading somewhere that he was probably going to get the mid-level, if that. Because he's had injury like ravaged seasons for seemingly every year. So I, I don't know where his career goes from here. I think 12, three and three, that might be what you're looking at from him now moving forward. But uh, yeah, mid-level exception. What about you guys really quickly? I can see a lot of big, um, big teams getting scared of signing him. So I think, I think he's going to have to adopt uh, to new expectations, expect much um, lesser money, and I think I think if I'm him, 
I would do what like what a lot of other players should do in this situation. You're the injuries are gonna keep piling up, and you're you're gonna be in positions where you're at the tail end of your career. So I would just try to find a ro- find a big role spot on a championship contending team because I I still think you can still compete in a more in a very effective way. But that's what I would do. Take less money is a for sure, and start looking for a big contender because your your time in the league is is now numbered. Yeah, he's gonna have to choose like less money because he's been injured. So no one's gonna pay him big dollars. But go ahead, G. Yeah, bonafide role player. He doesn't necessarily have to look for a championship team. He can be that missing piece that doesn't require as much uh, production on the up and coming team. Think like Sean Livingston with the Warriors. You know, he got over there was really effective as a backup point guard. Not saying that Victor Oladipo is backup point guard, but again, like I said, bonafide role player, maybe he can find his way on the Knicks. Right. Or the Lakers, mid-level exception. I yep. don't know about that. Hey, we could use we could use them. We don't need another injury injury prone person. AD can't even stay on the floor. That's yeah. true. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this is a very, very big offseason for a lot of lot of guards, so who knows? But uh just a, a few things here before we wrap things up. You never want to see this news, but uh, NBA referee Tony Brown will miss the rest of the season after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He's officiated 1,109 regular season games and 35 playoff games, including his first finals appearance in 2020 during his 19-year career. So prayers up to Tony Brown. It's, you know, cancer sucks. It is one of those things that you just never want to, you never want to see and see anyone deal with, but that's one of those things that we got to deal with. Um, but uh, yeah, um, on that note, prayers are up. Prayers are up. Shout out to him. And also a shout out to Lindsay Gottlieb, who agreed to a six-year contract to be the women's basketball coach at USC. Shout out USC, replacing Mark Track. Poor Woj. Um, that, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. And really quickly, news that I did not expect. The 36-year-old Jay Cole will play three to six games with Rwanda's Patriots BBC after signing a deal in the Basketball Africa League per Shams. His album drops on Friday, and his first game will be on Sunday. So, really quickly, who are one or two celebrities you think would be fun to watch basketball? Professional basketball or just a pickup game? Because I think, I think Will Ferrell would be a really good choice to see what he can do on a basketball court. Adam Sandler, dude can straight up hoop. I've seen videos of him at the 24 or like LA Fitness just like destroying people, even though he's carrying the ball. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll let it slide. But yeah, one or two celebrities you'd like to see. I know it's a cliche answer, but I want to see Justin Bieber get a one day contract on a professional basketball NBA team just to see how he would fare. We we kind of know that he's a big NBA fan. We've kind of seen him in celebrity games before. I just want to. I think it would be uh, funny if Mark Cuban just signed up to a one day contract and he comes on. He comes off the Mavs bench like very late in the season. Like Those one, from Canada, you. I mean, the Raptors could have used them. They're banged up, but but. Mark Cuban's kind of the celebrity owner, so like we like Mark Cuban can show up the big bucks. True. Um, Big shout out to J Cole Dreamville. We in here, new album, and this is great, bro. This is every like childhood (laughs) dream to play professionally. He's playing professionally, so big shout out to that to him. Um, That album's gonna be great. So hopefully this weekend is great. You guys are tuning in, shooting this podcast, listening to J Cole, watching some WNBA, watching J Cole, watching the. uh, Hall of Fame, but we'll get into that later. But what celebrities dreams? that I want to 
<laughs> go ahead, so, Jay, go ahead. Uh, celebrities that would watch play uh, professional basketball, Chris Brown. Uh, I would like to see him play professional basketball. He got game. Uh, and why not Quavo? He no longer was sweetie, so uh, might as well try to play some basketball. But, yeah. No. Oh, why not Ice Cube? Because he messes around and gets triple-doubles at the park. But anyways. <laughs> Obama. Obama. Barack bro got, Obama. He's got that lefty shot on lock, bro. He's got one hell of a shot. Money. But money. But, yeah, G. Last thing here, you mentioned the NBA Hall of Fame. It's this Saturday, and, you know, shout out to everyone. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be tuning into that. But, yeah, the uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony is this Saturday, and Vanessa Bryant will speak in honor of Kobe Bryant with Michael Jordan joining her. I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said except for perfect choice, wonderful decision all around, and I can't wait to see and, you know, hear what she has to say, her and Michael Jordan. But very, very quick thoughts. I just think it's the perfect choice. Like, like you know, he was you know Michael Jordan was was Kobe's uh, was Kobe's uh, mentor. Mamba so, forever. Uh, yeah, Mamba forever. Right. And with that being said, Daniel, you mentioned you mentioned perfect choice. Well, it's also a perfect choice if you don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter, at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram, and at The Shooting Bricks Podcast on YouTube for all the news and the video of this episode of The Shooting Bricks Podcast. And as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. Uh, I'm Daniel Wynn. Uh, just going to let the folks know that I will probably be buying another comic book this weekend. Uh, some people in this room are going to be happy with, with my choice. I'm probably going to pick out Spider-Man Miles Morales. Joining me as well. Oh, uh, again, it's going to be an eventful weekend. Peep behind the curtain. Lakers, please get this W tonight. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys come shoot some bricks with us. We got some more uh, um, important, cool information coming up. So be sure to tap into all the socials and engage with us. We love it. And uh, we'll see you next week. And it's your boy, <laughs> Relly Red, Jarrell says. And with that, now we will see you next week.